This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20, at the 10. Touchdown! Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealu, Mike Jurecki, and three-time Pro Bowler Kyle Vandenbosch. So with an extra day here to get ready for the start of the playoffs, I'm choosing to use this day, gentlemen, to continue to process Sunday's loss. The team moves on, of course. They'll use the extra time to prep for the Rams. Me, I'm not quite ready to close that chapter, mainly because we've got to talk about it one more time here today. So that's acceptable, right, MJ? We're good? We're good. Uh, The regular season is over. Yeah, it is. And I know there's a 24-hour rule, Kyle, and I'm always impressed because players are able to push that in the rearview mirror and get over losses, even wins, a lot quicker than everyone else. And, shoot, maybe some of those players were even done over it that same night after losing 38-30 to the Seahawks. But, again, with everything that was on the line, everything, the opportunity, it still, it still bothers me, it still bugs me. Yeah, and I have to imagine it does the players as well. Um, You know, you can handle a loss if you play well, if you execute. If on offense you had rhythm, you had flow, you didn't have mistakes – um, you know, if the defense played like it had against Dallas where uh, they did some really good things, some things you can build off of, hang your hat off of, uh, but going into a playoff game where you have to not fix one area, not address one issue, but there is multiple issues, both offense, defense, and, and even special teams, um, that you need to get better at this week. You don't, at this point in the season – want to go out and have to improve in areas, just kind of want to fine-tune some things. And, um, you know, it appears that uh, this team, um, you know, has, has multiple areas that they really need to focus in on and make leaps, not not just little steps before the playoffs, but make leaps before, these playoff, before a potential playoff run. Yeah, and because their game is on Monday, I, I was told there wasn't a lot of players here yesterday. You just kind of you know, get away for 24 hours. Now they're going to come back and watch film today. And then they're obviously going to move on. Um, and anybody getting treatment is obviously in the building. But he, I think he just wanted to get it, go home 24 hours and then come back. And then, you know, everything's pushed back another day. And so they'll be able to watch film and then get back on the practice field, you know, and then put the game plan in. Um, but it, I do think, you know, based on the schedule, it gives them at least an extra day to get some guys healthy and coming back because they're missing some key players at certain positions. That will be key as far as if certain players, i.e. A. Chase Edmonds, a Marco Wilson, especially playmakers on both sides of the ball. Cardinals will be on the practice field on Thursday for the first time, Friday, Saturday, game on Monday nights. They'll be at the Los Angeles Rams, kickoff 6-15, first ever playoff game on Monday night football. But before we get to that matchup, we do have to look back at Sunday. Week 18, the 17th game of the regular season, Cardinals lose 38-30, to a season-high 
points allowed by the Cardinals' defense. And, yes, the offense, 23 points, not 30. Remember, the defense accounted for seven of those points. Here's the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I think offensively we didn't get in much of a rhythm. And then uh, defensively, I thought we had him in third down a bunch, and, and Russ was able to make plays and extend drives, and then they ran the ball really well when they had to. 202 rushing yards for the Seahawks, and a coach's point, Kyle, 8 of 12. The Seahawks on third down, including 6 of 8 in the first half. Yeah, and you were generous. I, I would say the defense scored two touchdowns, having run an interception back to the That's one. That's true. Um, <laughs> the only time the offense was successful in the red zone, a drive that began at the one-yard line. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, you know, this – the team, it, it was just, it was, it was a tough game. I mean, you talk about um, how they need the extra day to, uh, for the injured players. Well, I mean, they went into this game trying to win it, and it was an exhausting game. And um, you know, at this point in the season, you know, everybody in this team has something. Everybody's dealing with something, injuries, and you know, the clock is ticking. Um, but um, you know, it's it's. It, one thing, and um, talked about this before, um, these are professional athletes. Look, these guys, not even the rookies, They had, this isn't their first go-round. They've played in games like this. They've lost games like this. They've had disappointment like this before. Um, you know, one of the things that amazes me um, about professional athletes and having been through situations like this is your ability to fix it and move on. And sometimes, um, oftentimes, one performance doesn't necessarily dictate what's going to happen in the next. It's not – you can't let a poor performance – you can't let mistakes um, – you know define you 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 know who you are I mean you I think in this locker room this group of players and this group of coaches they feel like they're the team that started 7-0 that started 10-2 the team that felt like it didn't matter who was down what the situation was what adversity they were facing Um, they had the ability to rise up and beat anybody and that's the type of mentality it's going to take on this playoff run Um, knowing you know you do have key players down you're hoping to get some key players back but um, you know we're in it and we've got just as good a chance as anybody right now because uh, we've all seen it before. We've seen wild cards make these these you know playoff runs and, and have success and get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And you know the Cardinals have just as good a shot as anybody. And what was the key though is just you know how they attacked Russell Wilson on that first drive and and he, you know Zach Allen gets a touchdown. I mean they started off good. Usually we say you know when when they're trailing then they start pressing a little bit and. You know, you gotta. You know, if they're in third and long, it's it's not. You know, getting behind the sticks and Collar's running around like he looked like a rookie out there at times. But they got off to a good start, and then in the third quarter, they got off to a good start. It was just in between there, and I was excited about the offensive line, considering Hump missed a, uh, the week before. Beach and play well over there. They really had their top five guys back across the board: Hump, Pugh, Hudson, Garcia, and Beecham. And I gotta say that was Humphrey's probably worst game as a Cardinal. That I, I was disappointed. I, I don't. I mean, he's coming back from COVID, so I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But as a unit, that was disappointing to me, because um, I thought that would be the strength. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a run in the playoffs, you have to have the games won in the trenches, and that's on the offensive line and defensive line. Little things get magnified in the postseason and they've been magnified I think several times this season when it comes to run defense and the quarterback wide receiver chemistry on the field and things keep popping up 
Zach Allen after the ball game on talking about cleaning things up, starting with their focus. I thought we had great energy. It was just uh, we were inconsistent. Uh, you know, it's kind of disappointing because I thought last week, you know, throughout the whole game, you know, we were, you know, focused and on point, and it kind of seemed like there were some lapses there. So that's something we got to clean up. Six penalties all by the offense. But you look at the defense, they did get two takeaways. And the offense did turn it over once, or I should say special teams turned it over once with the Andy Lee fumble on the punt. So everything is correctable, yet at the same time, MJ, there are certain things we keep talking about week in and week out. Everything is correctable until it's not, and you run out of time. Yeah, and... Again, I, I, I still think, you know, hopefully um, Chase is dealing with ribs. James Conner's dealing with ribs. Hopefully these guys can play because when they when they get that one-two punch and we notice that Murray's running a lot more here in the second half of the season. But also the receivers aren't getting a lot of separation. And so all of a sudden he's holding on to the ball and he's holding on to the ball and then he's taking these sacks and you got to throw the ball away just little things you know getting behind the sticks and when you get in third and long they're just teeing off on him so you know they got to get back to playing complimentary football and you know they benefited from those two turnovers the cardinals they were able to score instead of you know uh, towards the end it was more field goals where you look at the um the Seahawks they had scored like what 18 points or something or three touchdowns in the last 18 minutes of the game where the Cardinals are kicking field goals. Yeah, too many field goals, not enough touchdowns, especially when this team is getting inside the red zone. But you do have to learn from what happened on Sunday in order to move forward. Here's the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I just want to figure out, you know, exactly what went on, look at it, um, step back, take the emotion out of it, and look at how we can get better moving forward. we got to play a lot better, obviously, in the playoffs to try and extend this, this season. And that goes back to something you said earlier, Kyle. You lose sight of the fact that once upon a time, this team was 7-0, and 10-2. 11-6 on the surface is an outstanding season. But how did you get to 11-6? and And it's the six that sticks out like a sore thumb because four of your last five games are losses going into the postseason. Yeah, you know, and, and we talk about the mistakes that kind of reared their he- ugly head or, or the, the deficiencies um, in, in the execution. Um, a lot of them, we've seen success. We've seen recent, before this game, recent success uh, in the run D, right? We've seen uh, this team have tremendous pass rush games. We've seen this team have be really good in the red zone. We've seen the Arizona Cardinals run the ball really well. Um, we've seen the offensive line, especially with this group, they can be really good to excellent. Um, so, you know, all of those things can come together. My biggest concern is the defensive backs. I mean, because injuries are something – I mean, we haven't seen this group of players play together and play well. Um, so if we can't get some key pieces back on the back end, um, to me that's the biggest concern going into this game with the, the weapons that the Rams have. Marco Wilson dealing with a shoulder. Kevin Peterson evaluated for a concussion. Robert Alford remains on injured reserve. There is a chance, potentially, MJ, that – with a second week of practice, Brashad Breeland, who was added to the practice squad ahead of the game against the Seahawks, he's got experience, 13 games with the Vikings earlier in the season, a veteran. 
it's asking a lot for someone to play their first game in a new uniform in the postseason, yet that's where this Cardinals team is at because you look at Antonio Hamilton and Breon Borders, that's number five, number six on the depth chart when you're talking about the cornerback position. Yeah, and Breon Borders, I mean, it was amazing when Kevin Peterson went out. Um, you know, all we see teams do it every week is they targeted Borders and – you know, he gave up that big play. There was a miscommunication. He didn't get the call, and that's when Tyler Lockett got that touchdown there. Now, when you look at Breland, he's he, you know, he's on the practice field last week, and Vance was really impressed with his football IQ. This is what the Cardinals wanted to do: get a veteran corner for the postseason. So, if Marco Wilson comes back, and you got Byron Murphy and Hamilton, and then you got Breland, so now you got some veteran presence there. Now, would Breland? be the fourth guy possibly um, they could rotate him in Hamilton and then Breland has to play on special teams and last week you look at Bortles and, and you know he, he had I think maybe six reps on special teams obviously Kevin Peterson is a really good special teams player so it was and we'll find out more about Kevin Peterson um, but it was amazing like as soon as he went out they targeted that young fella and in fairness to him, he hasn't been here long enough. And on the flip side, the running back position is banged up. James Conner dealing with ribs. Chase Edmonds, again, haven't seen him because of an ankle injury and also because of a toe issue. Jonathan Ward hurt his knee late in that game on Sunday. So a lot of little things, a lot of frustration as far as what happened and what didn't happen on Sunday. Christian Kirk speaking on the Day Patch podcast this week. It hurts, uh, especially with after we how we played on Sunday. A lot of it is just, you know, things on our side that we can fix. Granted, you know, Seattle came out and, and played a great game. Uh, we we knew that's a great team. You know, that's that's a rivalry game. And we knew that that was going to be their Super Bowl. And we didn't match their intensity. We didn't match, um, you know, everything that they were doing. And so, um, you know, it ended up uh, us losing. And, um, you know, those are key contributors to, you know, how games like that turn out. So for us, it's it's I think it's going to be important to look at the film, um, keep correcting, keep looking at, you know, where we went wrong and use that going into, you know, the playoffs. A very honest assessment there from Christian Kirk. You like to hear it. Now you need to see it. And how does this team respond? Earlier in the year, Kyle, they were responding after losses. They did not lose back-to-back games until that three-game stretch in the month of December. This team has the ability to bounce back, but I certainly understand, and I'm kind of there as well. Okay, well, you haven't done it. Yeah, which team are you? The one in September and October or the one that we saw in December, early January? Yeah, it's, it's like I said earlier, the thing you want is consistency. So at least you know what you have. And then you can um, go out and develop a game plan based on the things that you've done well. And the, you know, But it's just like week to week, you never really know what you're going to get. And you know, early on, uh, again, you know, going back to early in the season, it seemed like every position group was playing really well. And really nobody you know, had letdowns or letups or bad games. And, and you know, through this stretch at the end of the season, it seems to be a different position group every week. Um, that either fails to step up or doesn't play up to expectations, you know. And I, I, I really don't understand, you know, there was a big emphasis on bringing in leadership into a locker room that had pretty good leadership last year. Um, I, I, I cannot fathom why the narrative coming from the, either the players or the coaches is that they wanted it more, that this was their Super Bowl. Um, you know, there was so much at stake. A, a division title, um, it, you know, 
to me, there's still no question that this is the best division. You've got three playoff teams. You're a Russell Wilson thumb injury away from having potentially a fourth. I mean, Seattle, you look at them on Sunday, that's a good team. I mean, that doesn't look like the same team they were six weeks ago. Um, So, um, you know, it's disappointing to me how – and I can't understand how Seattle wanted it more. I mean – no, I mean they had nothing to play for. I mean they they you do get satisfaction away from you know beating a division opponent, potentially spoiling something they want. But the Cardinals should have been so hungry that they wanted it more, and that's that's what's frustrating to me. And again, I mentioned this after the game. Um, there was there was a, a lack of urgency in a two minute drill when you're trying to make a comeback late in the game. Um, this team, you know early in the season did a fantastic job of executing getting points before half um, getting points you know late in the fourth quarter when they needed them putting those drives together and it was an utter failure right before the half and it was you know it, it was just such a uninspiring drive that got them into field goal range late and then the defense um, you know all they got to do they still have enough timeouts and you never knew know what Kyler Murray's going to do with time on the clock um, they they give up two long runs um, and they they can kneel it and walk off and, and win the game. So you know that's that's the tough part. It felt like at times this team was into it and had a lot of emotion, and other times they they did. They they seemed really flat and didn't want it as much as Seattle did. And it should not have mattered what was going on in Los Angeles at the same time. Rams get up big, seventeen nothing. Forty ers storm back, forced overtime, and the door was open there for the Cardinals to win the NFC West. They don't walk through that door. And, they're a wild card team going on the road at the Rams next Monday. It is the Cardinals Red Sea Reports. You can subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast in case you miss this show or any of the other favorite shows. Dave Pash Podcast, Cardinals Underground, Cardinals Cover 2, The Big Red Rage. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Just go to azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. Not quite ready to move away from this game against the Seahawks. A lot of talk about the offense and its inability to get on track, get into some kind of rhythm. We'll touch on that next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Here's the snap to Murray, looking left all the way, throwing left. Pass is caught by Connor, breaks a tackle, 10, turns left to the five, stumbles, but keeps his balance and dives into the end zone for the touchdown. What an incredibly athletic play by James Connor. Back to throw goes Wilson, in trouble, moving around, dumps it off near side, and it's picked off at the 30 by Thompson, running it back near side, 20, 15, 10, 5, he dives to the pylon. He's out of bounds inside the 10 at the five-yard line, but what a huge play by Jalen Thompson. Murray's got the ball, give to Connor straight ahead, and he is into the end zone for the touchdown. Two touchdowns this half for James Conner. One through the air, one on the ground. The Cardinals have the lead, 23-17. It's about a 90-second stretch in that third quarter when I thought the thing had flipped. The game had flipped in the Cardinals' favor. Maybe someone on the sideline said something, hey, you know what, the 49ers just tied the ball game up. Now, no one's going to go in and say that confirm it but you had to think with what James Conner did on that run you had the PH here up 24-17 and that door was swung open to win the NFC West and then just as quickly the defense gets a stop and then the Cardinals offensively go three and out and it's the possession that Kyler Murray touched on MJ 
that after that stop, going three and out, and then you give the ball back to the Seahawks and their next three possessions, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah, and, and again, whether this team's behind the sticks or they aren't able to pick up third downs, you've you got to extend drives. I mean, in the Cardinals, they had time of possession in this game. They had total plays. It wasn't even close. It's what you do with the ball. We're sitting there at halftime, and they're averaging 2.9 yards per play, and they finished less than five for the game. I mean, Dinkin and Duncan and all that other stuff, I mean, they need to get some splash plays to open up the offense. Yeah, I mean, it's – and the thing is they were kicking field goals, and here the Seahawks were scoring touchdowns. And for me, Kyle, it's – and I know you're a defensive mindset, maybe you disagree, but for me it's the offense. If there is one side of the ball that if you could say, all right, we need to fix this. To me it's the offense scoring points, being efficient, moving the football because, again – Defensive players don't like to see hear it, but you go as far as your quarterback takes you. And I think this is a huge week for Kyler Murray as far as getting this team back on track and proving to everyone that he is capable of leading this team, not just to 11 wins, but a deep postseason run. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as, as a Cardinals fan, you know, the promise of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray together, it was going to be look out lots of points. This offense is going to be explosive. Um, and then you bring in, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and all of these weapons and A.J. Green and Christian Kirk and, and two fantastic running backs. And you're just thinking um, as long as the defense can get a few stops, this team is going to win games. And um, it, it, that is concerning. It's concerning. um you know, even when this team put drives together, which is great, the fact that you can keep the chains moving, eat up clock, um, that you can convert, um, you know, there was really no down-the-field threat. There was no, um, you know, even with the players on the field, um, you know, there was never that electric feeling that, okay, that was so close. He was he was just one shoestring tackle away from, you know, getting a 60-yard run or even a 30-yard run. Or um, you didn't see, you know, Kyler miss on a guy that was running wide open down the field. You see Kyler trying to fit it into a guy that has really good coverage on him. So, um, you know, and I honestly, you know, I thought about this going into the game. There's so many ways the Cardinals could approach this. There are so many ways this can unfold. You know, perhaps the, the team went in and said, look, we are going to run a base we're going to run some tendency breakers because we have a playoff game coming in, but we're going to run basic plays and we're not going to show any of our stuff. And we're going to try to keep it simple just to whoever we play in the playoffs. Um, you know, they don't get an advantage or a leg up based on, you know, scouting our game. But um, even if you run basic plays, we talked about this in the preseason with the guys they have, um, you want to see execution. You want to see consistency. You want to see um, something that looks like there's, there's a, there's a real plan and a flow from one play to the next. And, you know, I think you t- you touched on this. Um, you know, you talked about how Seattle executed third and longs, which killed the defense. It was the inability to convert, you know, third and shorts in this game was really concerning because, you know, that's one of the things that um, was also addressed, you know, red zone offense and getting those those conversions on third and fourth and short, and the, the team just wasn't able to do it. Yeah, you look at the 19-play drive, okay, um, field goal. You look at the 14-play drive in the fourth quarter. Field goal. Another 14-play drive in the fourth quarter. Cardinals had the ball 10 minutes and 22 uh, minutes. Uh, 10 minutes and 22. Seattle scored two touchdowns. They had the ball for 438 in the fourth quarter, and they scored late in the third quarter. They had three consecutive touchdowns. So it's nice to go on these drives, but you have to score touchdowns, not field goals. And and, and again, um, time of possession. They 
they were overwhelming in time of possession, total plays, but it's what you do when you get in the red zone. Yeah, those three scoring drives that ended in field goals, all at least 14 plays or more. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury on what his offense showed against the Seahawks. Just thought we, we weren't in rhythm altogether offensively. Um, play calling, you know, uh, holding the ball, not getting first downs, and we had an opportunity to. I just thought we were off and, and five sacks, six penalties. You can't have that many negative plays and expect to win a game. And all six of those penalties called against the offense. And you heard Coach mention the sacks, Kyler Murray backpedaling a lot, whether that was the offensive line or the coverage by the Seahawks. Kyler holding the ball a lot, sacked five times, seven quarterback hits by the Seahawks defense, and then the red zone issues, just one touchdown on three trips inside the 20-yard line. Kyler Murray on that issue facing the Cardinals team. I mean, yeah, they basically played, you know, bend but don't break defense, and we and we couldn't uh, we couldn't punch it in. I mean, it was uh, – I think we had a penalty on that last drive that pushed us back, the, the PI or whatever. But, yeah, we, we, we got to be better going into playoffs. Cardinals over the last five games, keep in mind DeAndre Hopkins has missed the past four. Cardinals 6 of 17 inside the red zone. So we know what the issues are on offense. On the other side, defensively, and you brought it up earlier, Kyle, here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, and that is the issues in the secondary, whether it's injuries or just guys running free because too many miscommunications, blown assignments, whatever it is, regardless of who you have on the field, I don't like seeing wide receivers open within five to seven yards of each other. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can take a guy getting beat um, because, you know, he takes a false step. He's not great on coverage. He doesn't jam the receiver. Um, but to have, you know, complete, um, you know, just mistakes, uh, not not running what's called, not picking up the man you're supposed to pick up. Um, I mean, really, um, you know, we talked about how great it was, how much the defense helped out the offense with a touchdown and interception return to the one. The defense also gave up you know, uh, on mistakes, 21 points, basically, you know, two passes in a 62 yard run. So, um, that, that stuff will get you beat and you'll hear coaches talk about it all the time. Um, you know, explosive plays get you beat. And that's what the difference, you know, one of the differences, there was many in this game. Um, like you talked about, Seattle was able to have explosive plays. They were, you know, getting big chunk plays, you know, throughout the game and the Cardinals just weren't. And, and a, a team, you know, it's, it's what you do against an offense like the Cardinals. You, we, we used to do it against the Colts with Peyton Manning. Make them drive the field. Make them, you know, put these 12, 14 play drives together and hold them to threes and not sevens, and, and Seattle executed that perfectly. Seattle had nine plays over 20 yards. Of course, you had the 62-yarder from uh, Penny and then Russell Wilson, 43 to lock it. Another one, a 31-yard pass to uh, DK Metcalf. The Cardinals had two plays over 20 yards, and that would have been Kyler Murray deep to Kirk for 35, and obviously the the short pass to Connor for a 20-yard touchdown. Well, six of those nine explosive plays by the Seahawks, passing plays of at least 20 or more yards. So we, again, know what the issues are on offense, know what the issues are on defense. Is there enough time for this team to correct those issues and get a win on Monday night football against the Los Angeles Rams? Here's Christian Kirk again earlier this week on the Dave Pash Podcast. This is the NFL. If you don't show up to play your best every Sunday, you will lose and you will continue to lose until you fix that. And, you know, for me, I don't lose the, you know, memory of, you know, only winning three games and not even, you know, being competitive to now making it to the playoffs and being able to play in that stage and, you know, 
have the opportunity to, you know, if we continue winning, um, making it to the place where, you know, we all dream of as, as, as young kids. So I think it's, you know, important for everybody to, you know, really hone in on, you know, what this means to them and, um, you know, really try to be the best that they can be. Make sure you catch the entire interview between Dave Pash and Christian Kirk on the Dave Pash podcast. It's episode 24 featuring Christian Kirk, available now. You can catch up on past episodes. Follow the Dave Pash podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter at PashPod. We have hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, and now we can close the book on the Seattle Seahawks and turn our attention to the Los Angeles Rams third meeting of the season and it's going to happen on monday night football 6 15 is the kickoff 2 30 p.m pregame coverage begins here on the arizona cardinals radio network craig rayo luke avanibosh and mike jarecki looking at the postseason the cardinals in the playoffs for the first time in six seasons that's all straight ahead here on the arizona cardinals radio network came into L.A. today, and you dominated the Rams. The Cardinals slay the Dragon. Sean McVay finally goes down against Arizona after an 8-0 record. The Cardinals beat the Rams and beat them soundly in Los Angeles by the final score of 37-20 behind an MVP-caliber performance by their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, that was back in week four. Cardinals beat the Rams 37-20, to and still, I think, maybe the most important win of the season as far as what Dave Patch mentioned there, the losing streak. Had not beaten Sean McVay. Cliff Kingsbury 0-4 against his good friend Sean McVay, and now they'll meet again for a third time this season on Monday Night Football. Super wild card weekend again. Rams and Cardinals kick off at 6.15. As we welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Rio, Luke Kyle Vandenbosch, and Mike Jarecki looking at not only the Rams and what they did or didn't do on Sunday, losing to the 49ers 27-24 in overtime, but now, Kyle, these two matchups previously against the Rams, beating them in Los Angeles, losing to them at home on Monday Night Football, 30-23. to Always difficult to beat a team twice in the same season, but now here you have not a second meeting, but a third meeting against your rival. Yeah, it's kind of the what we were talking about earlier. Um, it's tough to know what team we're going to get, um, really both sides. I mean, it's it's such an interesting matchup. Both teams coming off of a disappointing loss. Um, you know, the Cardinals – uh, for the most part, were in full control and dominated the first matchup. Um, you know, 465 yards of offense, ran for 216, were able to control the clock, pretty much do what they wanted to on offense. Um, and then the second time around where, um, you know, the Rams, <laughs> I mean, just punctuated by a sack on the first play and a sack on the last play by Aaron Donald in an offensive line that did not play well. And um, really the offense didn't do as well. So 
Um, you know, uh, again, it's it's what you want as a fan. There's hope. You've seen it. There's success. There's a track record. Um, you got that monkey off your back early in the year against Sean McVay and the Rams, and um, so it's you know it's it's possible. Um, but you know, because of where we're at, um, we just don't know. So uh, I think everybody's going to be tuned in. Um, really, the whole country will be tuned in to find out um, really who who prepares better this week, who gets their players more rested, who's um, able to bounce back both mentally and physically quicker from from these last disappointing losses. Yeah, and you go back to that game. I mean, uh, the Rams were up 10-7 at, at the first quarter. Cardinals scored 17 points in the second quarter, 10 in the third, and three in the end. And that was one game where I thought the Cardinals were the more physical team. And when it came to that fourth quarter, they were able to run that football. And that was the first time where you said maybe the Rams aren't as tough as they think they are. And I think based on what they did that day, the Rams came in here and they said, we're not going to ha- let this happen again. And they treated it like a playoff game because they were 0-3 in the month of November. And they punched the Cardinals in the mouth. I mean, Aaron Donald, 15 pressures in that game. But, you know, Max Williams played in that game, and I think they miss him in 11 personnel. He's a perfect tight end. Ertz is more of a high-energy guy uh, who can catch the football. But they miss Max Williams in 11 personnel. And it, it, it was just, I mean, they were rolling that day. And, and I think the, the, the Rams said, if we're going to win this division, we're going to have to beat these guys on the road on Monday Night Football, and they did it. And that game, Cardinals, if they had won, and it was a one-possession loss, they would have been in firm control of winning the NFC West. But that is all now out the window. Doesn't matter, according to Kyler Murray. It's a new season. Really nothing in the past matters at this point. So that, I think that's the focus. Um, you got to go 1-0. I mean, this is, this is your one and done if you don't win. And um, I, I think the guys understand that. But uh, obviously after you know losing, this is definitely frustrating. Going to be a lot of cliches thrown out this week on both sides. Coaches, players, both teams across the league as far as the one-and-done mentality. There is no tomorrow. Backs up against the wall. Lay it all on the line. Question now for the Cardinals, though, because it has been a long time since they've been in the postseason. Are they playoff ready for Cliff Kingsbury? Kyler Murray in particular. This will be their first ever playoff appearance. Here's the head coach on that. I think we'll have a great sense of urgency. Um, we're disappointed that we weren't able to get it done, but um, it's a competitive group, and I expect us to uh, to come back strong. It'll be a great challenge. Um, they're one of the top teams in the league, have played at a high level all year, and, and we're very familiar with them. They're familiar with us, so it uh, should be a heck of a game. Playoff experience, Kyle, does it matter? How much does it matter? You look at the last time this team was in the postseason, Corey Peters, Marcus Golden, D.J. Humphreys, the only players still on the roster. Humphreys, though, inactive all of that season in 2015. Uh, it does matter. Um, it, you know, it doesn't dictate necessarily who's going to win the game or not, um, but coaches, players that have been there before, um, they understand the urgency of the moment. They understand – um, that you don't want to look back on this game and walk away and look back and say, I didn't prepare hard enough, I didn't do enough, I, I, didn't, uh, you know, I didn't give my all, I didn't give it uh, the, the gravity that it deserved because this is playoff football. There's nothing better than it. I mean, you work for this moment, for this moment in time on Monday night, you work 364 days for that one moment, and you need to – you know, put that amount of pressure on yourself, but go, be able to go out and execute and, and play your best football in the playoffs. 
Yeah, you go back to that game, as you mentioned, 40 carries for 216 yards. They had a couple of rushing touchdowns there. And that was the game when Cooper Cup was targeted 13 times, but only had five catches for 64 yards. I mean, this guy's catching 10, 12, 13 passes a game now, over 100 yards. So that's going to have to be the key matchup going in there. And Sony Michelle. You know, he's not going to be a guy that's going to touch it 25 times, but he's very shifty between the tackles, and he can also catch the ball in the backfield. So that's kind of their bread and butter now, to run the ball, utilize play action, and hopefully Stafford will throw some interceptions. Well, that's what's been happening with Matthew Stafford. Eight interceptions in the past four games, all since that second meeting with the Cardinals. Monday night football, Cardinals and the Rams win. You move on. Lose. Well, you're heading home and thinking about what could have been. Here's Christian Kirk on the sense of urgency now for the Cardinals. The sense of urgency and the heightened, you know, intensity of the game, uh, you'll be able to feel that. And, you know, every single play, nobody will be taking a play off just because, uh, you know, you're playing for it to not be your last play. More with Christian Kirk on the Day Patch podcast. Again, prefer your, your follow along via your preferred podcast provider, but they, uh, pretty honest assessments and revealing interview with Christian Kirk with the voice of the Arizona Cardinals Dave Pash this week on the Dave Pash podcast. As we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, much more on this Cardinals-Rams matchup including a key injury for the Rams as well. Of course the Cardinals banged up but Rams are going to be without at least one key piece on the defensive side of the football. We'll get into that on the other side here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Craig Rio, Luke Alvanabash, and Mike Jarecki. Postseason football. Yeah, it is different. Question is, are the Cardinals up for that challenge? We wait and see, as does everyone else, for 6-15 on Monday, January 17th. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Let's start that off as Bruce Arians. That's what I'm talking about. Dead end. Murray and shotgun. Snap to Kyler. The tiny little short set. See how I did that? Short set a little bit. Now throwing deep far side and it's pulled in at the five-yard line. Right. Hold <laughs> on. I got to grab myself a crown royal here. Have a little sippy-dippy. <laughs> little sippy-dippy. Daddy. Right. doopsy doo Dipperoo. Finish the call as Jack Nicholson. A.J. Green just too strong. Too big. Too athletic. <laughs> Do Tracy Morgan. Oh, what a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. Say it as Morgan Freeman. What a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. You've got a scarecrow on a stick. <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> Let him go get it. That's exactly what A.J. Green did. Can you do it as Liam Neeson? What a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. You've got a scarecrow on a stick. <laughs> Put it out there. Let him go get it. <laughs> That's exactly what A.J. Green did. <laughs> the great Frank Caliendo, the man of many voices, on an episode of the Day Patch podcast, looking back at that week four win, Cardinals at the Rams. A.J. Green, 41-yard touchdown, part of a five-catch, 67-yard performance that afternoon in Los Angeles. Certainly would like to see that come Monday night especially with no DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and that entire Cardinals offense needs to get on track, needs to get into a rhythm, maybe not so many 
30 points, but just to kind of get him a flow, some third downs, some key drives, keep Matthew Stafford and company off the football field. At least that would be the goal here. When you look at this matchup, Kyle, is there something that you point to? Do you even look back at what went right, what went wrong in the first two meetings? Or as they say, look, it's a new season and you just kind of go fresh. Well, there's several things you can take from their first two meetings. Um, we talked about it earlier with with Cooper Cup and uh, his targets that first game and the number of catches he had. Uh, Matthew Stafford is one of the streakiest quarterbacks you'll see in the league. When he is on, he can put that ball anywhere he wants on the football field. When he is off, he is really off. And he was off the first time we played. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, I think – the key to this game with both teams dealing with injuries on the back end, um, I think it's going to be the pass rush in which front gets more pressure because if we can pressure Matthew Stafford early, um, he's going to sail some balls. He's going to give you uh, an interception or two. Um, and, you know, we've seen the same thing with Kyler Murray. Look, just looking at the two Rams games, look, uh, you know, when he has time and when the offense is in a flow, when the run game is going and we're able to execute some play action passes, uh, there's, there's no better quarterback role out of the pocket in the league than Matthew or than Kyler Murray. Um, however, the second game he just didn't have time. He didn't have time to set up. He couldn't set his feet. He couldn't drive the ball. He always had somebody in his face. So um, I really think um, you know the 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 defensive line or even the outside linebackers that get more pressure on the opposing quarterback, they're going to have the most success in this game. Well, you look at the difference in those two games, MJ. The first game, Cardinals two takeaways, two Matthew Stafford interceptions. Cardinals capitalized with 14 points. Second meeting, Cardinals, two giveaways, two Kyler Murray interceptions. Rams capitalized, 14 points. I mean, if you want to boil it down, and I know it probably hurts Kyle to say that it comes down to the quarterback play, but that is going to be someone, you know, which quarterback plays better. Maybe that's the case for every single playoff game here in 2021. Well, and Stafford, he's 0-3 in the playoffs. This will be Kyler Murray's first opportunity. You know what's interesting about you, you look at these teams after, you know, the regular season, both teams have scored 52 touchdowns. Now the Rams have 10 rushing touchdowns, 41 passing touchdowns. The Cardinals have 23 rushing and 27. Um, total yards, 6,325, 6,352. Uh, third down conversion. I mean, they're similar when it comes to the offense. It's just it looks a little bit different when things aren't rolling for the Cardinals. At least the Rams are winning with Stafford turning the ball over. Yeah, winning despite Matthew Stafford, not because of Matthew Stafford. You look at the Cardinals now again, first time since 2015, first time for a lot of these players to be in the postseason, including Christian Kirk. Let's hear one more time from the Cardinals wide receiver this week on the Day Patch podcast. Being a hometown guy, does it mean more to you that you're part of an Arizona Cardinals team that has made the playoffs? 1,000%. It's been my only goal since I've been here is, you know, to make it to the playoffs and, and bring a Super Bowl, you know, to Arizona. Uh, just because I remember, you know, the last time Cardinals played, you know, in the Super Bowl, just the buzz and the energy. And you saw it similarly with, with the Suns this past year, just how they talk about rally the Valley. You know, it, it really was, you know, the Valley came together and, you know, we were having neighborhood watch parties and just the, the aura of when an Arizona sports team is making it to that 
that game and, and they're able to bring the Valley together, it, it just really means a lot. And as a kid, it really hit home for me. So I always knew, you know, once I got drafted here, that that's what I wanted to do for this team. It's been a long, long wait. And I think as we get closer and closer to Monday night, we'll start to sense that it's a little bit more difficult coming off a loss to the Seahawks. But again, Cardinals and Rams, it is a winnable ball game. I teased it, so I have to pay off the tease. I'm hesitant because we've been through this before. Cardinals will not see Rams safety Jordan Fuller. He is done for the season after suffering an ankle injury in the fourth quarter. That is the defensive captain, defensive signal caller, Jalen Ramsey, according to Sean McBay, might take on more of that responsibility. The reason I bring it up, it's because it's news, Kyle, but I'm hesitant because, let's not forget, week 14, no Jalen Ramsey, no Daryl Henderson, no Tyler Higbee. Rams without their starting right tackle, and they came in to State Farm Stadium and won. Let's see if the Cardinals can't reciprocate that and win at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, and you know it's so it's so hard to um, you know predict it. You know, I thought too we we had a huge advantage when players came down either game day or the day before with COVID. Um, but again, it was that defensive front of the Rams that took over. And, and you know, talking about um, you know injuries and and you know a big factor in this game. Um, it, you know, it's it's going to be um, a, a large part. Which, which group of running backs has more success? And the success I'm talking about is, is not necessarily the success that Seattle had. It's the success we had against the Cowboys where, you know, we're not breaking off 15-yard runs. We're not breaking off even, you know, eight, nine-yard runs. But we are running the ball enough to keep the defense on their heels, to keep, um, to keep the, you know, the, the chains moving to convert first downs, to eat up some clock, to keep drives going. And that's, again, just looking at the two matchups we've had already this year, that's what the Rams did the second time. They were able to have effective play-action pass because they were effective in the run game. Just crossing my fingers, both James Conner and Chase Edmonds will be out there. They ran the ball 40 times. Edmonds had 120 yards in that game. Chase Edmonds missed that second meeting. James Conner... Uh, in week 14, 125 total yards and two touchdowns. The other key matchup, Aaron Donald. Hopefully it's the Aaron Donald in week four, not the Aaron Donald in week 14. <laughs> Again, Super Wild Card Weekend coming your way on Monday Night Football. 6.15 is the kickoff. 2.30 pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Special thanks behind the scenes. Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, for Mike Jarecki, Kyle Vandenbosch. I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you in one week's time and hopefully talking about a playoff victory here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Kirk, he got it! He's in! Touchdown! Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score! Touchdown! Oh, baby! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown! Cardinals win! This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.